What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Letterman Row. It is another edition of the Letterman Lounge. Not the longest edition here, Matt, but it's a big one because Ohio State on Halloween night got a little bit of a treat. No tricks, just a treat as four-star, consensus four-star in the on-three consensus. Caden uh, McDonald, defensive tackle from from North Gwinnett High School, Suwannee, Georgia. Uh, a lot of you may know that name, same high school that Jordan Hancock came from. Uh, down there in in Suwannee, Georgia, committed to the Buckeyes, committed to Larry Johnson, gave his pledge, 6'2", 325 pounds. Let's dive in, Matt. This is uh, let's let's not really waste any time here. This is a this is a big commitment for Ohio State. Yeah, this is you know looking at it from the standpoint of if if you're a big rankings person, you might be like, why is this a big uh, why is this a big commitment? And I'm here to say that. It's a depth spot. It's a depth commitment. It offers, you know, depth at a position where you can't ever have too many of defensive tackles, it feels like, just with how Ohio State likes the rotation, with how easy it is to get beat up at that spot. But also, this guy's a one-man wrecking crew, Spence. I don't know if if you've had the time to really watch his film, but I watched his uh, junior tape. I've actually been watching his junior tape since I got on with Letterman Rowe back in July. Um, after Ohio State missed out on John Walker, who has now committed to Central Florida, I did a story on who are some guys that had the defensive tackle spot that they could go after. And I had mentioned Caden McDonald as a name. And since then, I'm, this guy is ridiculous. 96 tackle. This is stats from his junior year at North Gwinnett, but 96 tackles, 20 sacks as a one tech. This guy's supposed to just be eating blocks and, you know, letting, you know, maybe the linebackers behind him make those plays, get those 96 tackles and 20 sacks. But th- he has such a unique blend of power and speed that it, it is fascinating. Like, I, I am flabbergasted, if you will. Anytime I put on, put on the tape and I just sit back, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is a wrecking crew. He's a one-man wrecking crew, and is a great is a great get for Ohio State. Ryan Day, Jim Knowles, Larry Johnson, all the whole nine yards. Yeah, you never complain when you go down to Georgia and get a get an interior defensive lineman. Uh, you know they 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 seem to grow them on trees in the South. It's kind of crazy the way that uh, some of these guys pop up. You know, Tyler Williams, uh, for a little bit of a comparison, I guess, is from. Uh, Manassas, Virginia, not quite down there in the Georgia area, but he's 6'3", 330. And then you flip the page to a couple cycles later. Now, Caden McDonald, 6'2", 325. Ohio State uh, saw an opportunity to get a little beefier on the inside there. You know, for a while, Larry Johnson was sticking with those 290 to 300 pound defensive tackles. Well, now you see, you know, Tyleek Williams picked the Buckeyes. I think he was 340 when he committed to Ohio State. He's down to 320, Well, now Caden McDonald, 325 on the on the on three database i wouldn't be surprised if that's probably a little closer to 330 then you get him down to 310 320 in the weight room at ohio state with mickey marati you're talking about you know a a trend now for ohio state you know going to these bigger defensive tackles it it doesn't surprise me but it is interesting that the shift has happened and now you see them go down to georgia and uh you know poach one of the south's uh, you know, not premier defensive lineman, but but a really good prospect who could butt into one. He's a, a 90 overall, an 88 according to on three, but but in the consensus, you know, there are folks nationally who think he's a really good player. He's a top 300 player in the consensus, and that's saying something. You go down to Georgia, you get a top 300. Nobody's going to complain about that in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. 
No, not at all. And, you know, we talk about the rankings so much, but, and that does matter. That matters for us, especially, but what matters the most is Ohio state thinks that this guy's a player, right? Otherwise they wouldn't have pursued him. And there were three things about his recruitment process that really stand out to me. And that's one, or rather the decision, not just the recruitment itself. But one, this is a guy that Ohio State beat out Clemson, Florida, Oklahoma, and their arch rival, Michigan. And it really, on the surface, it seemed like Clemson was was the front runner for this thing. I think the on three uh, recruiting prediction machine had Clemson as as the top favorite all the way until you know maybe two hours before McDonald's six o'clock decision on October thirty first. Uh, and then that quickly changed to Ohio State once I think people got some wind on where he was thinking. But ultimately, in a, in a piece from on three director of recruiting, Chad Simmons, it was between Ohio State and Michigan. And any time that Ohio State gets a win over Michigan, it could be in dominoes and they get a win over Michigan. It does not matter. That is one of the most successful things that Ohio State can ever do is beat Michigan in anything. And the fact that it was as close uh, of a decision for McDonald as it was goes back to what we talk about all the time in this recruiting world is relationships. The relationship that Caden McDonald has with Larry Johnson and the respect that he has for Larry Johnson is so evident. And that was the clear cut driving force behind, you know, this decision. We had some conversations on the in the Letterman Lounge on the on three you know Letterman Row message board about well was it Larry Johnson or was it you know the push from Jim Knowles and you know I'm sure there was some push from Jim Knowles he's the defensive coordinator and of course he's going to get involved in anyone that's going to play for his defense because that's what it is is his defense but on Tuesday Spence when we go to the to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center and anytime Jim Knowles talks about Larry Johnson you can kind of you pick up on that independence that the defensive line and then the guys in the back seven, it's almost like it's a different, different thing that's going on back there. And I kind of would get that sense that that kind of operates the same on the trail. I don't know uh, necessarily, but all of that to say, this was very confidently say that this was a Larry Johnson get, this is another home run for the veteran defensive line coach who we like to joke and say, you know, Larry's guys, right? Larry gets who Larry wants. And in this case, that's consensus four-star defensive tackle, Caden McDonald. Yeah, Matt, Ohio State now beefing up the defensive line in the 23 class, also getting the 24 class started a little more, uh, kick-started that thing uh, with, obviously, Dylan Rayola's committed. He was the only one until a couple weeks ago when Ian Moore committed uh, Ian Moore, I don't want to make light of him whatsoever. He didn't. He's only second in this show because we uh, have a recency bias here at the program, and we're not afraid to admit it. Uh, so let's talk about Ian Moore, Matt, a the number sixty three overall player in the on three consensus, the number three interior offensive lineman, the number two player in Indiana. Uh, he is, according to on three service, the number one hundred fifty nine player in the country, the number twelve inside offensive lineman from New Palestine, Indiana. 6'6", 295, I feel like I'm introducing him as part of a starting lineup, and maybe I will be at some point when he's at Ohio State in the future. This is, I think, probably an even more crucial recruitment for Justin Fry than Caden McDonald was for Larry Johnson, even though this is the 24 class. 
this starts things off for Justin Fry in this 24 class, his first full, real uh, point A to point B, you know, full-scale recruiting cycle at Ohio State. And he goes out and hits a home run in his home state with Ian Moore. This was a huge gift for Ohio State, a huge priority for Ohio State. And now Ian Moore's in the fold. You've got your tackle committed. You've got – or your, you know, an offensive lineman committed. You've got your quarterback committed. Now you can go do more damage. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head as far as it goes to Justin Fry, you know, going from point A to point B in, in terms of scouting a guy, watching him, watching the tape, and then building up that relationship. You know, building up that relationship with Ian, with Ian's family, you know, the coaching staff at New Palestine. Um, I kind of got the sense that Ian was was going to be a Buckeye. He visited Ohio State for Ohio State and Notre Dame back on September 3rd. And then he took another visit later that month, uh, September 24th, when the Buckeyes played Wisconsin in that absolute butt whooping of the game. I think that was Ohio State's best running game to date. Uh, if I remember correctly. And, you know, I spoke with Ian a little bit after that Wisconsin game. And, you know, he talked about all the things that you would have a prospect talk about anytime they go to Ohio Stadium. The atmosphere, the fan experience, you know, fans in the crowd knowing who he is. Because Ohio State fans, they keep tabs on not only their Buckeyes in the stadium, but, you know, future Buckeyes. And, you know, just... All of that extra stuff, because I like to call that the extras, right? You it, you can – I don't want to say you can replicate that anywhere, but it, it's very easy to duplicate something of that similar experience on the surface. But when it comes down to the, you know, nuts and bolts and things, Ian Moore was a, was a front row – had a front row seat to watch this Ohio State offensive line where maybe right now we have some questions about it, but back then on September 24th when it – you know, when it really mattered for Ian Moore, that was a unit that just pushed around a Wisconsin defensive line, which does not get pushed around that often. Historically, at least, it does not get pushed around. And, you know, they were open up running lanes, pass protection. CJ had all day to throw. I mean, if you're an offensive lineman and you had visited for that game, uh, yeah, I'd want to commit to Ohio State too, but you know, I'm not 6'6, 295 getting there, but not not there. Uh so yeah, you know, and his relationship, of course, with Justin Fry, both of them being from the Hoosier state, if you will. Uh, you know, Justin or, uh, Ian Moore on multiple occasions on the record has said, you know, it feels like family. And that's exactly what Ohio State wants all of their, you know, prospective guys to to view Ohio State as it's it's a family and it goes to that culture that Ryan Day has built um and I guess continued from his predecessors is that family feel and that's very evident um on the recruiting trail yeah so the big thing for me Matt is the fact that Ian Moore has no connections to Ohio State and I say that you know because we we watched for a long time uh Ohio State Fail to land high level offensive linemen with that that didn't who didn't have connections to the program or to Ohio. You know, even a guy like Donovan Jackson had a connection to Ohio. Paris Johnson obviously connections to Ohio. Um, Ian Moore is the is almost start, like starting the new wave of the offensive linemen coming to Ohio State under Justin Fry, who 
you know, I think the recruiting is going to pick up, especially in this 24 cycle, maybe even the 23 cycle. You know, obviously Luke Montgomery has that connection to Ohio, Austin Saravel, Josh Padilla, great players, but they have that Ohio connection. Ohio State has not been able to go out nationally and recruit offensive linemen. I think you're going to see that change, not only with Justin Fry, you know, some new blood in that recruiting department uh, as far as on the, along the offensive line, but also, you know, Paris Johnson's going to be a first round pick in all likelihood. Dewan Jones has been developed into a high level NFL draft pick. Uh, you know, th- those guys are are starting to show that you can, this path is possible to Ohio State. Ian Moore saw that path. He saw the relationships with Justin Fry, and now he's in the fold for 2024. And you've got a really, really good base for a recruiting class, Matt. You've got your five-star number one overall prospect, ones across the board, Dylan Rayola. And then you've got Ian Moore, a top 65 offensive lineman to build around. And now go get your weapons. Now go get your defenders. You know, I think Ohio is going to have a really nice 2024 class. This is the perfect start to it. And excuse me, you could really see this thing start to take off. And that board for the offensive line is it's kind of already, you know, starting to establish itself a little bit. You know, now that Ian Moore has made the decision to commit to Ohio State, now you're going to see some other guys really come into the fold. You know, some names that I'm really watching here. Uh, Donovan Harbor out of Wisconsin plays a Catholic Memorial. Um, and then Liam Andrews uh, out of uh, Brookline, Massachusetts, about uh, five minute walk away from downtown Boston. Um those are two highly regarded prospects. Donovan's been on campus twice. He visited for that Notre Dame game, visited for that Wisconsin game. And, you know, being a Wisconsin native, that would be awfully – and given the state of the program at Wisconsin as well, that would be awfully hard to watch that in person in Columbus and decide, you know, I'm going to be the guy that uh, helps turn around things in Madison. That's just my take on it. Um, and then as far as it goes with Liam out east, uh, that connection right there is, you know, Justin Fry coached at Boston College, so he knows the area. And then, you know, of course, Ryan Day being from New Hampshire, uh, that that's a pretty big pull for anyone that is from New England is you have a guy that, that gets it, that you have a New England guy that's running the show at Ohio State. So those are two names that I'm I'm really closely watching as this 2024 cycle starts to take over because as we sit here right now on November 1st, the early signing day for 2023 is 50 days away. You believe that? 50 days. That's hard to believe, but time is flying before our very eyes, Matt. Time is precious. You know, they, I was once told that, and uh, I think that's that's pretty of, insightful. There yeah. you go. So. <laughs> Matt, uh, 2024 cycle is about to start heating up. The 2023 cycle is coming to a somewhat of a close. We've got the late signing period. Now, the normal signing period, I don't really know how to say it, but uh, the early signing period sucks, but that's what we do. Uh, I'm not a fan of it, but it's coming. Like you said, 50 days, it it is coming quickly. Uh, So is the Ohio State-Michigan game, Matt. I'm not sure the visitors list is going to be super packed for the Indiana game here in a couple weeks. Uh, I'm not sure if it should be. But the Ohio State-Michigan game will be one of the largest recruiting events in the history of large recruiting events. Uh, I know that that there are a lot of guys coming. We are, You are already working hard to compile that list. Uh, thank you for your service in doing that. Oh, you know, it's just a, it's what they pay me for, right? That's what they pay me to do. 
but yeah, I mean, I feel like I have, you know, one eye here and then one eye on tweet deck right now. It's just in a new column that just says, Oh, I'm, I'm visiting Ohio state for Michigan. I mean, this has the, the chance to somehow top Ohio state Notre Dame, which we had, uh, I think we were able to confirm about 75 visitors. And I think there were about 90 visitors. Um, I would be very curious as to see who exactly is this entire list. I will say for sure the the sidelines and, and the field during pregame for Ohio State, Michigan, it'll be crowded. It'll be crowded. You better, better have your P's and Q's and a head on a swivel because you don't know. You know, right now I, I don't know who every single person is going to be there, but – I'm sure there are going to be some some big time names that might even surprise us that that will be there. There you have it, folks. The latest Letterman Lounge recruiting podcast is now in the books. That is Matt Parker, recruiting extraordinaire for Letterman Row. I am Spencer Holbrook. Uh, I don't know what to call myself, but I'm here doing the show. Uh, Ian Moore committed to Ohio State in the class of 2024. Katie McDonald, defensive tackle, committed into the class of 2023. Past couple weeks, easy for me to say, have been great for the Buckeyes. We'll see what they do on the trail down the stretch here as we inch closer to early signing day. Matt, uh, thank you for doing the show with me. Let's do this more often. You can get all of our coverage at Letterman Row right now, a dollar for the entire year. That's the national championship push, national signing day, up and through recruiting in June. Uh, when when all the camps come back and then training camp right now, if you do it, you get it all. And you get the Notre Dame game next September. You get a couple of big heavy hitter hitter games the next October, a lot to sign up for right now. You can get it all $1 for an entire year. It's a hell of a deal, Matt. Uh, if I do say so myself, but again, that's in my budget. That's for sure. <laughs> again, that's Matt Parker. I'm Spencer Hobart. Thanks for watching Letterman Lounge. We will see you guys next time.